All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, Lady Lou. Welcome back to Productivity on Purpose. I hope you're having an awesome week, a successful day. And let's be honest, just a few couple good hours, right? I know it's just enough to be thinking about what just happened and what's my next step. Like, let's just make every moment count and feel good so we don't get overwhelmed thinking about all the things. And that's kind of my really sneaky transition into the topic for today, which are three steps or three strategies to un- busy your crazy ass life. If you're feeling hectic and scattered and overrun and overwhelmed and like there's just so many things, I hope you pay special attention to this episode. I am recording it with you in mind, the ambitious woman, business owner, entrepreneur, probably mom taking care of other different family members and involved in your community and wearing all the hats and doing all the things. Let's talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about busy, being busy, how to get a little bit less busy, staying true to your purpose and goodness, gosh, how about having fun along the way? All right. So before we jump into my three steps, three strategies, I have a little like kind of precursor to all of this, like some thoughts about busyness before we get into how to stop the busyness. Like, I think it's really important that we go through these, that you sit, that you think, I hope you can listen to this in a quiet place. And if you're not, then listen to it again, because I'm telling you, there are some like million dollar thoughts, the million dollar thought download that's about to happen here. And if you can connect to it and apply this to your life and your thinking and your business, y'all, you're going to make a massive difference. Okay, so before we jump into how to be less busy, I have a question for you. Do you truly want to be less busy? I cannot tell you how many times I work with amazing women who tell me all the things like, I'm so scattered, there's too much going on, I'm running by the seat of my pants, I feel like I'm just hanging on a thread, right? But when we sit down and talk about some of the things that maybe they can get off their plates, maybe they can offload or pick up at a later time, there's a lot of resistance and a lot of hesitancy. And I often have to say, listen, are you really ready? Do you truly want to be less busy? Because here's what I found. I found that you, if you've been stuck in that busyness cycle for so long, that you can get addicted to that feeling that you actually believe it or not, even no matter how much you complain about it, you kind of love the chaos. You love to sit in it. You love to dwell in it. You kind of enjoy it. You kind of hate it, but you just, it, that's all, you know, it's all, it's what got, you know, got you this far. You've done well with it. And to strip things away is actually more scary 
than sitting in it. So before you even jump into thinking, okay, how do I unbusy myself? Come to terms with the fact that you might need to really have a sit down with yourself and decide, do I really want to be less busy? I hope the answer is yes, because with less busy comes so many other great gifts like clarity, like relationship building, like self-care. I honestly believe it's going to increase your lifetime, like your lifespan, the longevity of your life. But you need to get really clear with yourself, come to face to face and say, am I just comfortable in this? And so I say I want change, but I really don't want to do it. Or am I ready to embrace it? Okay. Because if, it, if you thrive on it, if it's all you know, if you love the chaos, if you love feeling needed all the time, and I get that, that's like, they're just, you know, powers within us and our body. And psychologically, I understand that, but you have to first recognize, I love it, but it's not good for me and I need to let go. Okay. So that's like step number one. Other kind of thoughts I want to jump into before the actual strategies and steps is that busy is a choice. All right. Let's sit with this. Busy is a choice. While there are many things we have to do in life, there are also many things that we don't have to do. This is your life and it's up to you what to do with it, where you spend your time and what you put your energy on. That includes how you spend your money, um, your time, your space, your relationships, your energy, right? If you don't want to do something, make a choice to postpone it or cancel it or not accept it in the first place. How busy you are and what fills up all the space in your life and your calendar and your brain and your already stuffed to the brim lifestyle is entirely up to you. So own that shit, okay? Own it. Own the fact that your busyness is your own, own choice. You always have options. Thought number, what are we on? Thought number three here, maybe? I'm not sure, but related to that is that busy is not a badge of honor. It's easy to fall into the trap that busy is a sign of importance, right? That our life is so full of meaning and value when and only when it's really busy, We tend to measure our success in terms of after-school activities and how many meetings we have and how many appointments and the invitations and, you know, our schedule. Like our schedule has to be really full, right? It has to be very overflowing, very rich in order for it to be rewarding and happy. So often, although like an overstuffed calendar can have a lot of wonderful things on it, it can also lead to an overstretched body and brain. And then we lose sight of the things that make up a happy life because we're too busy keeping up with our busy lives. Busy isn't a status symbol and it's not a sign that you've made it in life. It is not a badge of honor. And finally, I will leave you with this. Girl, you've got to prioritize your priorities. Priorities are the things that matter most to you. So when you're thinking about what do I let in? What do I let go of? How do I get out of busyness? How did I get stuck in this busyness? It is up to you once again to decide what is most important, whether that be with your relationships, your family, your business, your team members, your education, what is most important? Is it your sales? Is it your networking? Is it your product development, your new business development? Figure that out first, commit to it, and the rest can wait, right? Whether it's the items in your to-do list 
or accepting an invitation or choosing to do dang nothing and letting your brain and body just rest, choose your priorities and honor these first. Because when everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. All right. So that was, like I said, my little precursor, my little semi-reinforcement reminder, semi-rant. Okay, so you really got like six or seven for the price of of three (laughs) because those are maybe three or four million dollar thoughts to get control of your life and to stop being so freaking busy. But you have, I mean, you have to kind of embrace those those thoughts, those precursors before we get into the actual three steps or strategies that I'm about to go over. All right. So if you need to hear any of those again, listen to them. And now let's jump in. Okay, so three ways to unbusy your life, to get more calm and control so that you, my love, are the CEO, that you are the one in the driver's seat. Uh, First one is practice saying two words, not now. Not now. Setting boundaries professionally or personally might be very difficult for you. I understand this. If you're a people pleaser, you might be used to saying yes to every damn thing. Right? And taking on too much at one time is going to lead to anxiety and overwhelm, which means you won't do anything great. You'll be stressed. You'll be unhappy. But listen to me, my sweet. It is your personal responsibility to speak up because when you respect your personal boundaries, guess what happens? Other people do too because you teach people how to treat you. That's right. We all treat people how to treat us. So stop feeling guilty. Girl, get over it. If you feel anxious or guilty about setting boundaries, remember you are the one who suffers when you're unhappy. That means that other people do, like your team members at home, your team members at work. So once you get practice setting boundaries, you feel more empowered, you have less anxiety, less resentment, less guilt, and you receive more respect from others and your relationships get so much better. Okay. So you have a right to say no, you have a right to be addressed with respect, to change your mind, to cancel commitments, to ask people you hire to work with you a certain way, to ask for help, to be left alone, to conserve your energy, to put your attention wherever the dang you want, and not to answer every call or email the moment it comes in. But here's the deal. I understand that saying no, N-O, can be really difficult, no matter how powerful it is, right? Especially if you're not used to saying it. It can be really difficult to say it to a client. It can be really difficult to say it to a child, to your spouse, to anybody, right? No, it can be a really difficult word. So take the pressure off by practicing delay tactics instead of no, okay? Like not now. Practice those words. If you're having a hard time jumping right into the no, practice language. And words like, um, actually, this isn't a great time for me right now, but please consider me in the future. Or instead of trying to figure out how to say no right on the spot when someone asks you for another deliverable or to take on on another responsibility or uh, like an invitation to another get together or activity, instead of saying no, just say, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Let me check my calendar and get back to you, right? This gives you an opportunity to get your thoughts together. So you can potentially say no on your terms, the way that you want to in a kind and collaborative way. 
But if you don't, and you're just up against the gun, you just say yes, because you're kind and you're collaborative, right? And that's your kind of collaborative way. Just to say, yes, of course. Yes, please. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, not now. Keep those in mind in the sense of, hey, you know what? This isn't a great time right now. I'd love to help in the future. Or could we circle back? Or my plate is really full right now. Or I have so many other priorities I'm focusing on. Or my client, you know, calendar, my schedule is booked. Can we pick this up in two weeks? I want you to practice and actually practice language of a delay type language. Not now. It's not a no, because no is a lot harder. It's certainly not a yes, but it's delay language. Okay. So practice that. In fact, like actually write them out, have things in your back pocket. So like, you know what you say when those come up, because otherwise you'll just fall into the yes. And you get back into all the anxiety all over again. No way now. All right. So that was number one. Number two, second strategy to unbusy your life. Girl, 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 girl. Delegate and automate. I've combined these two because they're often a partnership, right? Like if you're delegating, you might also be able to simultaneously get something in a way that it's creating a routine, a structure, and automation. It's like one thing is triggering another, Okay. But at the end of the day, the point here is to stop doing everything yourself at home and in your business, okay? Both sides, both sides. Stop being a martyr. No one cares that you're a martyr except for you, right? And all you're doing is running yourself rampant, feeling exhausted, and most likely being taken for granted. Oh my Lord, please stop this self-sabotaging behavior right now. Seriously, right now. If not for you, than for your daughter or your niece or your granddaughter or your friend's daughter or your neighbor who looks up to you, even for your kid, for your son. I mean, really saying daughter, but for your son, for your nephew, for you know anyone who considers you a role model, do it for them, right? Show them that you are empowered. Show them that you're comfortable in your own skin and that you rise to the occasion to show up as your best self. Don't be afraid to delegate. If you keep doing things the same way, nothing will change. So no, just embrace it. Okay, this whole delegation thing, this might be challenging at first. I get it. Like you go into that thinking, okay, it probably won't be smooth sailing 100%. But over time, the delegation will pay off tenfold, 20-fold, 100-fold. You will always kick yourself later in the future thinking, why did I wait so damn long? right? Why did I wait so long? Okay. So examples, ask the rest of your household to help with chores, make a routine for who cooks dinner or who washes up or hire a cleaner, right? Like do it, make that investment, make your budget work that way. Shop for groceries online. That's how you kind of automate some of these things at home. You don't have to deal with the parking and the traffic. You can just go online, order it and get it delivered. Make the investment. Other ways to automate at home, pay your bills, right? By like direct debit or whatever it's called, like direct payment. Okay, set reminders on your phone. Why would you rely on your brain? Automate that, automate that shit, right? There are so many little, little ways. I think sometimes when I say automate, people are thinking like very complicated email funnels or something. No, I mean like little basic things, automatic payments, um, you know, reminders, things on your calendar. These are just some examples, but every day in all aspects of your work life and your home life, there are simple ways to A, delegate and B, automate. 
Okay. When you do that, you're going to unclutter the mental space that's taking up. It's taking up so much space in there. Your mind, it feels like it's going to explode, right? It's like it's so scattered. You're having 80 day thoughts all the time. You've got to get some of these little basic details off your plate. So I would love to hear from you, by the way, if you hear this and things are making you think of certain things or, you know, the wheels are turning, could you please come over and let me know? Come on over to either on, Inst- on Instagram or come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash, I believe this is 123. Let me know what you're going to do. Share it with others, help inspire others or ask me questions and I will answer them. Okay. All right. So for more on delegating like a badass, I have a few episodes where I talk about this either entirely on the episode or just, you know, pieces of it that are really important. So one is episode 75, communication and leadership. One is episode 81, why laziness takes you further. And then episode 108, your mentality works against you. I think that might be my favorite, but they're all good. I will link them at the end. So if you want to just like, feel like this is such a freaking issue for me, Listen to some of those, get more inspiration, more motivation, and a lot more examples there. Okay, so finally, the third strategy to unclutter, unbusy, uncomplicate your life is to unlearn systems, tools, and habits that aren't serving you anymore. All right, what the heck does that mean? Here's the thing typically, people like to stay where they are and question why they have to make a change, right? Basically, again, you're sitting in the comfort of something that worked with for you at one time. And now it's become so comfortable, it's become part of a routine, it's become habitual, that sometimes we just forget that it's really not aligned to the new version of you, to your new goals, to your new kind of purpose, right? And you're kind of thinking, why can't I keep doing things the way they are? Why is the change really necessary? Why am I adding more work? Or maybe you're not thinking about it at all, right? But here's the deal. Your ability to adapt to your changing self, you are always evolving. If you're a business owner, you're a guarantee you're 100% evolving all the time. If you're a mom, if you're a friend, oh, hello, if you're getting older every year, raise your hand if that's you, you're evolving, right? So your ability to adapt to change is critical to your business success and your personal success. All right, so I'll give you some examples from like personal stuff and business stuff and um, certain things that work for me at a time. I stayed with too long, even after they didn't serve me anymore. And then finally I changed it. All right. So um, one personal thing years ago, I used to run, God, it's so long now. I can't even believe it, but I used to run. I used to, I wasn't a big, like enough, nothing like a marathon run or nothing like that. I'm talking like three to five miles, but I used to run and I used to love it. And I did it several times a week and it was just, just got me in a good mood. Um, and over time I just got mentally and physically easier for me. I noticed I had more energy through the day. So I enjoyed it and I would do it. Okay. But after several years, I started getting some minor injuries in, uh, or really maybe it's minor pain, I guess, in my knees and my hips. Uh, It was nothing major, but it was definitely enough for me to constantly wonder if I was damaging my body. And then it got to a point where I would do it and I would, I wouldn't be able to run for a few days or like a week because I was, my hip just hurt so badly. So my running habit started to interfere with my daily life pretty much. So at that point, I decided to make a change, although it was, I will tell you in hindsight, I should have done it earlier. Like, I really do think I did some damage to my hips and knees because of that. But anyway, now I do more like 
weights and like full body workouts and I love Zumba. I don't run anymore. Um, but I find other ways to exercise, right? My body feels stronger still. My mind is clearer, but I'm not doing the running. So that's a really kind of a basic example, but something that worked for me at one time, I was trying to hold on to it instead of listening to my body, my intuition, literally my physical body and let go. It wasn't serving me anymore and moving to like maybe another phase in my life in terms of just how my body was changing. Okay. All right. So that's one example. Now, maybe another one is personally, this happened to me, it might be happening to you. Maybe you're on a board and you were really passionate about this board when you started, right? And you're really, and maybe you still are, maybe you're still passionate about the organization, but the board now is draining you. Maybe, maybe even you decided to take a second term on. Anyone relate to that? But now it's draining your time, your energy, you pretty much dread it. And now this is impacting other areas of your life, right? You're lacking energy, like in terms of like thinking about that, it's holding you back from other boards or opportunities that you would like to be a part of you, your passion sometimes is now almost turning into like, I resent even going there, you know, all those bad stuff starts happening. So it's time for you to just let go of something. It serves you at one time that doesn't anymore. All right. Here's an example for your business. Perhaps a while back, you decided to get really organized and keep a spreadsheet or like a repository of every social media post you put up, every post you did, right? You have like a spreadsheet, has columns, and maybe it's like, here's the image, here's the caption, here's the title, here's the hashtags or, or something like that, or where I posted it. And you're like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I am the most organized person in the world with my social media. I'm so on top of this. And maybe you're listening to this and thinking, how can this be a bad thing? <laughs> Why would anyone want to let go of this? It may be time to move on from this habit, this routine, this like good structure you had in place if it's not serving your goal anymore. If the goal of doing this was to leverage your old posts, right? That's what I was doing at one point. I would keep a record of all this because I was like, oh, what I'll do is go back to my old ones and then kind of tweak them and use them for new ones. So I started doing this habit. But over time, now it's a year or two in and you recognize I'm never going back. I'm never even doing the thing I set out to do. Like I'm never going back to them what is the point of keeping up with this habit? Other than it might be something to brag about, right? And to show off about to other people, but it honestly is just a total waste of time. If you're not using it for its purpose, maybe you out, like outrun, I guess, you no, know, that habit or routine or structure you had in place, okay? So there's so many places in our lives that we do these things where we're like, but it feels so good. I should just keep it. Okay, here's one more last one I'm gonna give you. And this one's really related to technology that you're using. Like, let's just say um, if you're were only on Facebook at some time or Pinterest and you pretty much are kind of like refusing to learn Instagram, it might be time to adjust your habits. Or I see my dad not wanting, he's almost 80, but not wanting to learn Uber or Lyft or how to deposit checks from his phone or how to save documents to his computer. So instead he prints everything out and I mean everything. So every single one of those tools or the habits he was using before, which were very pertinent and relevant at that time, like taxis or going to the bank to deposit checks or printing and filing papers was really great at that time. But now it's a total massive waste of time, energy, and even money, right? Whether it means spending the gas on going to the bank or buying the papers and ink to print everything, like it's such a waste in so many ways. But it's like something that served him at one time is now wasting his time and energy now. Okay, so think this through in your life. 
Look at the habits you've developed. Compare them then to your current goals, your current values, the current like alignment in your life, like with what you enjoy. And which one of those habits are no longer serving you? Get rid of them. Replace them with new habits that are an upgrade. They're going to help you get you where you want to go in a faster way, in an easier way, in a more efficient way, right? Because even the best routines and systems are useless if they're not in alignment with the latest version of you. All right. So in conjunction, those three strategies are going to unclutter and unbusy your life so much. I cannot even describe because I've gone through all of them how much freedom and liberation this gives you. And all of them, the key kind of denominator in them is that you're being really deliberate and you're being really intentional about what you give your time and energy to. It should be the things that make you happy and that you value the most. And really, this is what simplifying life is all about. Removing the stuff in your life that removes you from living your best life. All right, my friend. So that is a wrap. But let me recap for you just one moment. Here are the three simple and powerful ways you can give yourself less to do and to simplify your life. Number one, be comfortable with saying not now. Use delay language. Number two, delegate and automate. Number three, unlearn system tools and habits that aren't serving you anymore. So what do you think? You know, I would love to hear from you. And I'd love to leave you with a challenge because I want you to take the precious time that you put in today and make it 100% worth it. So today's challenge, today's action is to pick one of the three strategies. You knew, you knew it was coming. Just one, just one. Get intentional and unbusy your life. Also, I guess the second ask is, if you haven't already, I would love for you to get your hands on a free training called Go From Scattered to a Plan That Actually Sticks. Five must-dos to take back control of your time, especially if you're overwhelmed and overstretched. It is for the women entrepreneur who looks put together but doesn't feel that way. Come on over to get your hands on it at lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. I hope I've served you today. I really cannot thank you enough for listening and sharing. If you've gotten some inspiration and motivation and have not yet left a review, what are you waiting for? Please do that right now. It's the main way the algorithms will connect me with other amazing women around the world. As always, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes, your positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity and purpose. I'll catch you next time.